This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. To Craig Earlham, market analyst at Oanda. Very good morning to you. Um, the Prime Minister wants a speedy process for EU and US trade deals run in parallel, we're hearing. Um, again, the devil's in the detail as usual, isn't it, presumably? Yeah, the devil's always in the detail. And, I mean, we've got a lot of trade deals now to negotiate, so there is going to be um, a lot of these conversations happening with various countries over the course of the next 11 months and obviously beyond. There's always going to be a lot of sceptics about uh, how much can actually be achieved given that, that we only have a limited team uh, and so much more to do and that people use the, these countries will usually uh, take these one step at a time and take a lot longer to do them but I mean uh, this is the situation we're in so while we can sit here nitpicking and uh, picking it apart um, I think it's uh, it's just what we're the, the reality of where we stand is and I think ultimately the judgment's going to have to come towards the back end of this year when we're discussing whether we're talking about a limited trade deal um, something that just about papers over the cracks um, or uh, or or if we're talking about delays, or if we're talking about them having uh, overachieved and surpassed all expectations. But we, we can't, it's really difficult to judge at this point because it's only just getting underway. We'll talk later in the programme because we're um, interviewing uh, someone from uh, the, the, the Africa um, conference, which is taking place, Business in Africa conscience. Uh, conference which is taking place um in london but uh, again so we'll, we'll save that to the end but that could be a new frontier couldn't it yeah i mean i think there's there's plenty of frontiers and uh, i think there's there's always i don't think this is going to be anything new like we're suddenly turning our our attentions elsewhere like we've never focused on these areas before but there is obviously going to be a, a refocusing in terms of just how much um, energy and effort we deploy to different areas um and and where the opportunity is because obviously because obviously the opportunity to strike trade deals with various different countries is something that will come back under our control again so that may affect um how much we do engage with various countries in different formats both from um, for, for like a, an investment but also a charity etc perspective you would imagine that uh, that will be the case so again it is an interesting time um, but like I say an awful lot of work to be done we should note that Beals, um, talking about the retail sector in the UK has gone into uh, administration um, again you know help them let's let's of course we we feel sorry for them but at the same time no great surprise presumably no, again, it's it's just another one of those high street names that you you would kind of wonder how how much um, how much longer they had in them in many senses because they are they, they are one of the, those brands which is immediately under threat. They don't necessarily have the overarching presence that um, some of the stores do have, and some of those stores have even gone into difficulty. Look at House of Fraser as an example, uh, but then obviously they don't uh, they can't compete online with the likes of Amazon, so they're just another store that's going to face challenges. The difficulty, obviously, for many of these stores, uh, and we're talking about um, uh, Into as well. Uh, the they're just they're just simply in a in a really complex environment right now whereby they're not just facing the challenges online they're not just facing a difficult difficult consumer environment we've just seen the first year um, as per brc of uh, retail sales decline um in in a couple of decades we are um with the, the with the business rates issues that are still ongoing um and th- all of these things combined with obviously the fact that the consumer has been um uh, has been a little bit more withdrawn uh, over the course of the last 12 months all of these things has culminated in an environment which is extraordinarily difficult even for the good retailers so we always talk, talk about some as being like the kind of shining light and even these are facing challenges right now so it's not surprising that some of those that um, some of those older more vintage uh, kind of household names but not necessarily household names that you still shop in uh, are obviously now running into severe difficulties.
let's talk about Davos as we must it's taking place the elite is there um, enjoying themselves in a little town that doesn't have any other claim to fame apart from being <coughs> a nice ski resort um the obvious question is is it is it too elitist but let's leave that for for the for for, for the moment um there are big issues aren't there economic nationalism um need to row back on that it's all about climate change though it seems isn't it i know the talk is as i said in the introduction about techs and unicorns and the rest of it but really shareholders are wanting to hold companies to account yeah i mean so i mean there's 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 this there's cynic in me which says okay obviously i'm sure all of these people do want to talk about climate change and they do want to talk about um inequality and all of these different topics which are going to be um on the agenda at the uh, world economic forum that we are going to see panel discussions we are going to see talks and i'm sure these things will happen but the reason why the, the this event in davos is so successful is because it does attract the um the the the, the ceos it does attract the central bankers it does attract the policy officials and the reason why it does all that is because there are obviously business dealings that also happen uh, on, on the side of these there are meetings that happen uh, and therefore that's what makes it such a huge success you just have to hope that they can find a, a good balance between uh, addressing some of these extremely serious issues which everyone is uh, very interested in right now and climate of course is, is front and center uh, of that but it's hard to just ignore the fact that when the week goes by and the week passes you do wonder how much has been taken away from that, well, that in, in, um, in, in, indeed you talk about success the original uh, idea of davos was to get big people together without the f- the the phalanx of pr people and other influences mm-hmm. um, uh, around them uh, and yet when politicians sort of drop in and out you have to ask yourself actually is it anything more than a than an expensive circus yeah and when and when you're talking about politicians and it's uh, and, and the likes um, attending these events and you are talking about a ski resort in davos um then it's hard not to uh, paint the kind of elitist picture that that that, that, that um that is tarred with that these people are tarred with on, on, on an all too regular basis but i mean the it's hard also to argue that this isn't an important event. Getting people at the uh, at the top end of all of these businesses, at the top end of governments, at the top end of the central banks, all in one place can only, um, you would think, uh, be beneficial in terms of progressing certain agendas. Now, like I say, it's always hard uh, for the regular person to, to understand how that's going to benefit them, but uh, getting the brightest minds together can't be a bad thing. You were hearing... Uh, the talk about Africa as an investment opportunity uh, and development happening there. I mean, presumably we have to wait our turn, don't we, as far as these countries are concerned. It's back to trade, really. Yeah, I mean, it's... it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, at this moment in time, it is quite clear that the the UK's government, UK government's priorities has is shifting somewhat. They have their own ideas in mind as to where the opportunity lies, and uh, it's quite clear that there's been plenty of disagreements over the years between the UK and various other countries um, in uh, in the EU in terms of the the strategic uh, viewpoint on where we want to go. Uh, and now the opportunity has arisen. I mean, this is obviously was part of one of the few things that you can actually say back in 2016 was very much part of the break argument was trade deals um, uh, which is uh, where we, who do we want our partners to be and why do we want to be held back when our uh, our own objectives differ from uh, from other countries or different differ from the priorities uh, so yeah I mean it's quite clear that this is one um, this is one uh, strategic shift that we are going to see uh, from the UK um, and, and it's going to be interesting to, see how to follow this to see exactly wh- where it is that we prioritize and where it is that we target. Um, as far as the UK is concerned, we've got some important numbers, haven't we, today? 
Yeah, we've got the UK jobs report, um, and, and I know that um, everyone's fo- everyone follows the unemployment rate, and we all, we're constantly being told about high, how high uh, employment is. Unemployment's currently at 3.8%, expected to stay exactly there. But the, I think the reason why the, this morning's numbers are so important is because of what we've seen and materialise over the last week. We've seen inflation figures which have uh, comfortably missed expectations. We've seen manufacturing and industrial production figures which have uh, have been uh, which have really disappointed. We've seen retail sales figures which have disappointed as well. And on top of that, we've actually seen shifts from within the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of England, where policymakers have been suggesting that if the data is not improving, then we are going to uh, then they are going to back an interest rate cut. So suddenly, over the course of just over a week now. The odds of a interest rate cut from the Bank of England in nine days' time has gone from around five percent uh, from a market's perspective, and at one point peaked above seventy-five percent, right. and now doesn't lie too far from there. So what, we've what, seen a huge shift. What, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, do you think it'll happen? Uh, it's- it's, it's really difficult to say right now. I mean, I, I would still suggest that it's probably going to be a close vote and it doesn't happen. Uh, I think it's it's a bit strange that we're now discussing an interest rate cut at this particular meeting. We've had a year of slowing growth. We've had a year of uncertainty um, and opportunity where other central banks have been cutting interest rates and we've held back. We now have an opportunity where political uncertainty and Brexit uncertainty has diminished quite considerably uh, and therefore the, the there is the possibility that the economy bounces back on its own. So the timing of an interest rate cut now seems a bit crazy to me even if the data is weak uh, but the data is weak in, in, in over the course of two months where you would expect it to be weak yes we've got the Christmas trading period I, I, I understand that but in November and December the political and Brexit uncertainty seriously peaked uh, and therefore that does have an impact on the economy it does have an impact on businesses it does have an impact on consumers and we've seen that across the data. So even if today's jobs report comes in softer than expected, I don't think that supports the case for an interest rate cut. Obviously, I am not a qualified economist on the, uh, and member of the Monetary Policy Committee. So if they decide uh, unanimously to back it, then you would have to trust that their judgment is better than mine. It just seems confusing to me that after a year in which other central banks around the world have been cutting interest rates, we held back. And now we deem it to be the correct time to, to start, especially when you've got such a small artillery. I feel like we could wait a few months, see if the economy bounces back on its own and see if we can save uh, some of the, that, that interest rate cut or multiple interest rate cuts for further down the line when we might need it given like I say given that the ability of central banks as we've heard from so many different central banks uh, recently the ability of central banks to manage a downturn when it does materialise has severely diminished as a result of everything over the last decade why throw away one of those um, cuts now when the economy could do better on its own Greg Ellum thank you very much indeed this is a business breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.